A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hello, bonjour, and wagwan. Welcome to the DNA Airwaves. How are you? Have you told a loved one that you love them recently? You should call someone and tell them that, but right after the show. This episode is brought to you by The DNA Project. For all of your live entertainment needs, either in person or online, please check out thednaproject.ca. This episode is also brought to you by the MPL, Toronto's and the world's modular film and audio studios. For anything to do with film and audio, either green screen, in person, online, mixing, mastering, or just to say hi to a friend, check out the-mpl.com. Again, that's the-maplewithoutthevowels.com. Today we talk to an amazing drummer and one hell of a person, Sarah Thauer one of my favorite drummers right now and we were very lucky to have her in the studio where we could ask her questions about drumming and about life in general and about running your own business and about communicating with your fans and everything in between this was an awesome show and we even have a little surprise for you guys at the end so we hope nay we know you'll enjoy this episode this is the dna airwaves Got it. You're getting better. You're getting better. I'm good, man. It's all, it's all You're practice. You're the goat. <laughs> okay, relax. <laughs> Tell me that's not live. Ah, oh, man. Good. I hope people hear that. Uh, like, I got to think no. of something quick that goat can stand for. Keep talking. Uh-huh. So I was asking you off mic, what yes. other instruments do you play besides the drums? Yeah, so I play a lot of hand percussion. I started off actually with hand percussion. Started off with a lot of Indian percussion, Latin percussion, and played violin for like six years in school mm. and then did like Indian vocals for 10 years and did some Western vocals for some years too. But I would say like drum kit is my my first love. Claim the fame. Yeah. I know we Tell just kind of started a little bit <laughs> off. You said rogs, right? Ragas. Ragas. I but said we haven't formally introduced okay, her yet. Okay. And we're live. So Who maybe, are you? Well, before maybe, we do that, yeah, yeah. when I said goat earlier, yeah. getting over... A fear of talking. Okay, goat. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take yeah, it. We'll go with I'll that. take it. Okay. Clear my name. You are the goat. Yeah. Now do the intro, goat. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting over it, but ladies and gentlemen, today we have with us. Didn't I do this last time too? This weird voice. Uh, you might have. Let me just. But rewind. it's okay. It's your intro voice. I'm just happy. I'm happy. <laughs> We're doing <laughs> this, Sarah. We're Sarah with I us. love it. Okay, I'm digging it. It's you okay. all just one, two, three, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, drummer extraordinaire. Um, we all did the hand gestures, but we didn't actually make yeah, it. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, no one can see us. I forgot. This is so exciting. I almost want to say the end, so we can listen to you play drums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. Great chat, guys. We'll fill it in with some ads. <laughs> but you Sarah, are man. very, very well known. Yeah. It's holy. Crazy. 
Let Everyone just... I told about you, they were like, oh, like their eyes Including lit up. This and we've had 40 right guests. Yeah. yeah, 40 guests. And they are like, oh, cool, cool. And All love and adored, like, but Sarah yeah, has. It's really Matter of fact, God. matter of fact, I told a couple, I told, uh, do you know Mike McNeil? I don't think you've met him yet. No. He's a keyboard player, great, super good keyboard player around the city. Yeah. And he's apparently a super fan. <laughs> he oh. wanted to come in and he asked me to get an autograph. Oh, come on. He's no, never real. asked. Any. I was asked really? to get, and get one like, too, but I said no. He was like, I've met people like Ludacris because he's worked with a lot of artists and he's open for like bigger artists with these, you know, how it goes. And he's like, I've never asked, but if you could get me something oh with your autograph. And I said you were going to give him a shout out. So Mike yeah. McNeil, here it goes. It's Michael O'Neill? Mike McNeil, 88 Mike. Keys, 88 Keys. Oh, then I think that sounds too familiar. Okay. And I think you should follow him on Instagram. Okay, I'm going to follow you right now, 88 <laughs> Keys, after this podcast. And it blows my mind that, like, when people tell me, like, you're you're well-known, I'm like, really? No, we like, it's, famous. Yeah. I don't know, but right it's there. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how did this happen? I guess that's a good place to start. Yeah, so you know what? My whole journey started at about two years old. My dad's a musician, and we would have, like, drums and percussion laying around the house. Mm -hmm. And my dad was, like, a self-taught drum, not drummer, keyboard player. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And okay. so his whole approach was, like, listen to it and just kind of feel it and play it. Right, So right. that like was it. my like growth. It. And then when I was 18 years old was when, okay, you know what, I'm going to take this seriously and go to university for music. But up until then, I was really heavily in the Bollywood Indian scene. Okay. Getting, okay. like, a lot of recognition in India and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when I turned 18, I felt like I was born again because when I went to university like heavy duty jazz was exposed to me I mean I was playing uh -huh. jazz in high school but like not as intense mm -hmm. like studying yeah, yeah, all those yeah. like fancy fancy books and modes and scales and stuff yeah books. you know yeah textbooks <laughs> oh my god so went to school for jazz and I felt like I was reborn I saw a gospel choir for the first time. Oh, um, Karen Burke. Karen Burke. Karen York. York. It's good. Every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big up yourself, Miss Karen. Miss Karen. <laughs> so Karen Burke was like my first introduction to gospel music. Wow. And when I saw that, I was mind blown. And I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to my dorm room and cried for like two hours because I'm like, what is the drummer doing with their kick pedal? Like I've never oh. seen a wow, kick yeah, pedal yeah. played so fast right. so I spent four years like just practicing by myself doing like a lot of listening yeah. and then I felt like as soon as I finished university I felt like I was I felt like that was my third life now I'm combining my roots mm -hmm. and then my you know funk R&B the gospel jazz and like fusing it together and so yeah. now I'm at a point where I'm just like I love everything mm. you know yeah I'm surprised yeah. you don't know how well known you are like this remember I sent you I sent Ariki a video of you and I was like, look at this drummer. Yeah. And I started get sending it to people. Oh and then God. after that I was like, she's from Toronto. Yeah. Oh, this is like. Before and then I think we, we messaged you, before. but you're probably oh, like, okay. who's this? Oh really? I'm like you're from here? That's great. And you're like, oh. <laughs> That's so funny. We know where you live. <laughs> but yeah, and then Anthony's like, have you ever heard of Sarah Tower? And I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> she's coming here. No, psych. It's, it's cr how do you learn? Like uh, from a technical perspective, yeah, it's hard to to rank musicians, and really, it's not a sport. Yeah, but on a technical, it, from a technical standpoint, you're one of the higher ups that are out there right now. Like where, what's? I'm sure Humber was part of the training. York. 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 Yeah. York and Bjork, remember? Mm -hmm. York and Bjork, okay. <laughs> and then, like, how do you get to that level? What what happened? So, when I applied for school, I got rejected from Humber. Wow. Oh, I got so rejected funny. from U of T. 
Wow. Um, I got rejected from Berkeley. I got rejected mm. from every school that I applied for. Do you know why? So, because I did all suck. <laughs> That's why. How dare you? <laughs> That's pretty wow. much why. So the reason why was because I didn't understand technical terms. Right. Mm. Right. right? Okay. Like I could play the paradiddles and I can do that, but when they said play a six eight Colombian or rumba Colombia, I remember that like at Humber and like. I don't want to say anything, but like the the prof stood behind me like this, like just staring at me with a frown, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like man. I can play, but just like kind of help me out and be on my side. Right, right. to school here, yeah. 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 So I'm like, you know what? York was the only school that saw my potential because I walked into my audition. They're like, play. I had my tablas. I had my I had drums. And I just like did my thing, and they yeah. gave me like a forty thousand dollars scholarship, the Oscar Peterson scholarship. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, give me four years, people, and I studied like every single drum book, and I'm like, mm. that. Then I came out, and I'm like. Come on, like, ask me any questions. So, like, that was my, like, let's go, you know? Mm, <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Your work ethic. I was actually going to ask you about that. Yeah. Or mention it, at least, because we played together a couple times at the church. Yeah. And I remember um, you would always, I don't know if somebody would ask you what you're doing later, but it would always be, I'm going to practice. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you just played for hours. Are you going to practice? Yeah. So, I mean, that just seems to be the theme of your 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 your, your life and your career. Uh, talk to us about that, though. Yeah. So for me, practicing is so important mm-hmm. because so first I see music as a blessing. Like, right. True. First mm-hmm. of all, like mm-hmm. to be in this country, Canada is like a huge blessing. Right. For you sure. know, it's huge. Yep. my parents are immigrants from Africa. I think all of us. But, are. Yeah. No, okay. Africa. But like, immig- <laughs> like we're like, I mean, look at the map. <laughs> so, like I'm fr- like, we're all first generation Canadian or that's yep. a very common mm-hmm. thing in Toronto. So it's social yeah. multicultural. And when yeah. I look at other people like women in India, cause my, I'm Indian, my heritage is Indian. Mm-hmm. And I see like, maybe because of where they live, people are restricted. Right. Because mm-hmm. they don't have the resources, they don't have food. And right. like their priorities, like, hey, how can I have my next meal? And that was my parents' situation growing sure, up. Yeah. So, you know, my parents coming here, they're like, you can do what you want. Well, they're like, first get a degree, then you can do what you right, want. Right, right. So yeah. now they're like, do what you want. So I found that, like, I'm so lucky to just play drums and I just want to take that and work hard and run with it. Right. So that's, that's kind of my, yeah. like, just from, like, a point of gratitude. For sure. Like you found your And purpose. I'm sure other women yeah. are definitely encouraged and inspired by you playing the drums, especially yeah. women in India that might not have those opportunities to even play like instruments. Imagine. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's incredible, for sure. Thank you. You have uh, incredible online presence, too. Yeah. How did that come to be? Was this intentional, or is it something that just started to happen? Yeah. So I'll tell you a story. Yeah, we love stories around here. Oh, yes. man, I love talking. So you'll be fed up really soon. <laughs> no, so I stop totally me. doubt that. <laughs> so, um, okay, so when I was growing up, my dad was like, don't play drums. And I'm really? Like, what? Oh, God. Like, it's too loud? It's, okay, it's too loud, yeah. <laughs> but also there were like, uh, my, okay, so my dad used to be a music director for like when artists would come from India and he was like the band leader and he would mm. hire the drummers and he, were, he was like, drummers are at the back of the stage. Nobody cares about drummers. Oh. What do you want to do to yourself? He's yeah. like, you're going to be carrying all this gear and you're a girl and you're going to be like walking <laughs> around late at night and yeah, things yeah, like that. Sure, yeah. So he said, don't ruin your life and like become a singer and a piano player. Oh, wow. And so that's the reason my parents put me in singing class Classes um, and piano classes for like 10 to 15 years because they were trying to push me away from the drums. Right. But we had like three drum sets around the house and we had like mm. a lot of percussion around the house. So anyway, I, I told my dad like, stop bugging me because yeah. I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah. So I started playing in his band from like whatever, five and then started playing kid in his band at like 12. Oh, and then he's like, playing what? in a band at five? 
But it was like percussion. It was not like hard okay, stuff. Okay. It but was like three drums. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. videos online of that. Yeah. You saw the videos. Yeah. I'm spooning a bit. <laughs> Oh my god! So then, after um, I turned sixteen, and my dad's like, "Okay, so you're not going to give up the drums?" I'm like, "No, I'm not going to give up the drums." So he's like, "Okay, make me a promise." I'm like, "All right, cool." And he's like, "Make a name for yourself as a drummer, because like he's like, I care for you so much. I don't want you to suffer, and I don't want you to rely on an artist to make money." And he's like, "So make an online presence for yourself, so you will never have to rely on anybody." And I'm like, all right, cool. So I started posting videos in 2009 yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, That's right. when like YouTube started popping. That's like I the think. Year, yeah. Seems yeah. to be 2008, 2009. Seems to be the golden yeah. age of when people it. that blew up. Yeah. They started a, a while That's ago. That's when I started yeah. like on YouTube. And that was like what grade grade ten or grade grade nine, oh, wow. grade ten was it 2009? Good move. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. And then after. Um, wow. Yeah, started getting recognition on in the Bollywood industry and stuff. And then right. after when I went first, I guess. First, yeah, okay. that was like my first entry point. And then after I'm like, um, I wanna go to New York and yeah. I wanna go to LA. I don't wanna like go to music school. And my parents are like, You're mm-hmm. crazy. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. So like they're like, finish your program. So I said, Fine, I'm gonna be in my dorm room, but I'm gonna make videos so yeah. people in the States know who Sarah is. Right. So when I walk right. in the room, no one's like Ugh, who is this? Right, right, you know, right, and she right, can't right, play. Yeah, and like, yeah. I remember when I was like 23, I went to Nam for the first time. Mm, and when I walked into Nam, nobody like paid any attention to me. They're like, who is she? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when I said I play drums, they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Cute. You know, yeah, <laughs> cute. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I'll be back. Right. So right. every time my plan was every time I go to the Nam show, I want at least like a couple of more people to know who I am. And not from a point of like, oh, I just want to be on a pedestal. No, it was at a point of so I can play with my heroes. Right. So I can be appreciated for the love of music and drums and my work ethic. And yeah. I just want to make music a living. So like, like recognize who I am and what I can do. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah. So it was just for me like social media has been a walking talking portfolio for me mm. and a discography yeah so mm-hmm, when, when anybody sees me they <coughs> want to know what i'm like just open up my instagram just open up my facebook and i don't have to be where you are to get hired by you right you know so that's been my approach to social media i think more artists yeah. should use that as their like you said discography or even their like real you know I what i mean everybody right i tell everybody you gotta get on social media like you, there's nothing to lose and there's everything to gain true um yeah that's huge yeah. right there um when did you notice the uptick though like when did you notice that doing the videos were paying off so <clears throat> So in eighteen, when I was eighteen years old, you guys have probably have never heard of IFA. IFA is like the biggest Indian uh, international Bollywood, probably saying Bollywood festival music festival okay. thing. Okay? okay. So some of the artists and celebrities from India came to Toronto in two thousand and eleven. Right. Okay. And then my mom saw an, like a flyer for it, and mm-hmm. she's like, "We should go because they're doing a music workshop, and all the music directors are coming from India and doing right. a music workshop." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, mm-hmm. Let's just go check it out." Mm-hmm. And it happened. I just did a drum cover of like one of the Bollywood songs, and that Bollywood music director was coming. And then my dad just sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, my daughter plays drums. Like, check it out." And he checked it out. He's like, "Oh, you're amazing." Wow. Yeah, He's like, yeah. "Let me meet you." So that was like, and he stopped the whole event. 
And he put my video like on the screen and he played the whole thing. It was like six minutes and I'm like sweating. I'm like, like, turn it off. Like people are sick and tired of watching this girl play the drums. They're not here for this. Mm. So I would say like that was my breakthrough. And then the second biggest breakthrough for me, have you guys heard of A.R. Rahman? Maybe, maybe I not. not no. So no, no. he did like Slumdog Millionaire. Like I was he's, just wondering if that's who you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, and he's like whatever Grammy, Oscar. It's like a huge, mm-hmm. huge, big okay. deal in India and gotcha. worldwide. And huh. so he reached out to me when I was in my first year university, and he wanted me to come to India and, and like play a part of a studio session. So mm. like start, things started happening like one by one, yeah. and so that's how I just kind of like started happening. It all comes together. And so did yeah. you get, go to India and do that? My mom didn't let me. <laughs> yeah, because she's like you're still in school. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you That's, been? Wow. I haven't been. No, eh? No. Oh, do you want to? Do you aspire to? I want to. <clears throat> as soon as, like, pandemic is over and it's yeah, safe. Of yeah. Most, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. That's nice. awesome. What's your favorite yeah. uh, genre of music to play? Oh, my God. Um, so I use the word fusion as an excuse to yeah, say yeah. everything. You, <laughs> you know, I like everything. Um, That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I, like, I, like, I like seeing jazz because jazz is, like, Improv, or I guess you can label it like that. Yeah, yeah. And fusion is everything. So I just say jazz fusion. Jazz fusion. <laughs> jazz fusion. And yeah. you, do a, you do a little bit of everything, or a lot of everything, really. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You still play the keyboards? Mm, very basic. Like, I can play, like, a major seven. Like, my seven chords are okay, but, like, all root position. Mm. Like, no, like, inversions or nothing fancy. We got the solution yeah. to that, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not an ad. This We're is not, not an ad. ad. <laughs> that's but what funny. up, Sean? We'll sniff your list. Yeah, what <laughs> What's funny is I actually, because I'm taking piano lessons, I actually knew what you were saying, and it felt good. Oh, okay. good. Good start. I know root position. Next yes. stop, York and York. Yeah. You're on your way, man. Hopefully. So, um, yeah, sorry. go ahead, super fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm even afraid to ask this because I'm well, sure you get asked all the time. Ask. But what, uh, what limitations have you had, both with just f- physically drums being stupid heavy and and just people not taking you probably seriously in the beginning? Yeah. So can you tell us about uh, the thing? Is I'm sure every interview has this question, but it is. I want to know. I yeah. want to understand because, as a drummer, I I know the attitude drummers yeah. have had, and just musicians in general. Yeah. I find. Yeah. How did you combat that? So you're yeah. sugarcoating the question yeah. for and, sure. Yeah, I mean, just weird. like asking it's not his style. Either. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Usually yeah. Yeah. So you're blunt. a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I mean, there's also other females who are probably listening who are coming yeah. up. So this is this is good yeah, stuff. For super valid. You know, Them. I'll say a lot of things. So I'll say a lot of things. Like, so growing up for me. Especially like when I was on tour and stuff like that. When mm-hmm. I walked in the room, everyone's like, oh, the singer's here. Or when I walked to the drums, oh, like right, nobody yeah, paid wow. any attention right, to me. Right. And until I started playing a groove and I'm like, do I have to like purposely prove myself every single mm-hmm. time? Yeah, could so get frustrating. Very frustrating. So that became a thing. And then people started saying, we didn't expect you to play like that. You're oh, amazing. And right. I'm like, yeah. like, like thank you. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's a bit, yeah. Yeah, you I know, I totally understand. Um, and re- have you guys heard of Drumio? Yes, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done like a lot of work with Drumio, yeah. and back in November, I did. A, I played Thriller, mm-hmm. and Drumio's like, talk about something that's very near and dear to your heart. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I want to talk about gender inequality. Right. And this right. was the first time I really like talked about something that was not political, but maybe some people could like argue against. For but sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would have been received. And I was like, okay, no one's even going to pay any attention. Mm. Oh my god. 
blew up. The chaos that that video caused online. Right, oh right, my yeah. God. Like, I couldn't sleep for two nights. Oh, no. God. Like, because I would say 60% of people were like, yes, gender inequality exists. Mm -hmm. And then 40% was like, what are you talking about? Right. Men face the same thing. And I don't want to go here, but I do. So, like, for example. Please do. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm going. Lace up your boots. Let's, Let's do go. It. Let's go. So, you know, like, blacks, black lives matter. Mm -hmm. And when people said all lives matter, right. it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not comparing. But I'm saying the effect that you feel when, when you're facing something and someone says, but we face it too. But right. it's like, it's different hello yep. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. that's what was happening and then i got to a point where i'm like you know what like mm -hmm. i don't have to owe anybody an explanation mm -hmm. true so then after that point i'm just like i'm just gonna keep speaking my mind after that Good. so anyway like people don't understand and it's a hard thing all the time even like feeling sometimes unsafe the simplest mm. thing is like walking around at nighttime right i true, always yeah. tell like like the guys around me like wait for me right you know so you i always tell, to tell them either yeah, they should know <laughs> they should guys. know yeah. so whatever guys are listening right now like when you see like a lady just like wait for her right. and like, make sure she goes to her car safely and stuff like that and you be safe don't be a creep too yeah yeah, yeah don't right be, and there's been like creeps around of me course. too and yeah, you gotta yeah, like protect you yeah oh my <laughs> no that's a, a whole yeah, other a thing so and if you're walking alone at night and you see a woman or anybody who seems vulnerable coming towards you cross the street do them a favor yeah, <laughs> yeah just run. run i scream and run, run away ah, <laughs> woman! <laughs> but you know one thing that um you know hunting for educational videos and yeah, all that one thing that did always bother me is that the the videos of female drummers that the algorithm favored were not necessarily very skilled. Mm, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and I'm just like, huh. there, there's no way that there aren't female drummers that better. kick ass, right. and you have to really look for them. Yeah. and what are your thoughts on that? Because so, it's obviously a, a veneer of what the world's actually that's like. What's yeah. happening on my Instagram? That's interesting. Yes, blame the algorithm on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I swear, honey, it's the algorithm. So, this is what I think. Like every human being who's a drummer is mm. good and bad. Okay. But what society does today is because women can look cute, mm -hmm. you know, they can look sexy online or whatever, yeah. and then they get labeled as oh, women who show their belly. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that means all women who are cute, they play bad. And the, I think it's just labels. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, and yeah. when I see these labels, I see it across the board, mm -hmm. even in terms of race, yeah. Yeah. gender, uh, every, every. So I think like that's an issue because it's like even sometimes when I, you know, want to look a little cute and play a little bit of drums, you know, mm -hmm. like sometimes yeah. I get comments like, oh, she's just getting around because she's a girl. Right, and it's like, right. then, then that means yeah. like, then all the work that I've done, now that gets taken away from me. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like either way you look at it, it's like, we're losing. Right. But right. not, I don't want to like play this victim party. I mean, like, it's getting better. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're yeah. at such a good place now. And like Sheila E, she's been so supportive of me. I played like wow, on a song amazing, with her. Yeah. Um, so. Why I mean, am I surprised that you know Sheila? Of course you know Sheila. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like no, people really like cool. her and everyone's just like moving everything forward. So it's it's getting better. I believe it is. Every episode of the DNA Airwaves is recorded and produced at the MPL. The MPL is a collection of film, music, and audio post-production suites located in the GTA. Please visit the-mpl, that's maple without the vowels, .com to learn how they can help you with your next film or audio production. Do you read comments? Do you read all the comments or have you stopped at this point? <laughs> 
Yeah, it must be overwhelming. It's hard. I, I think I'm I'm stopping now. Mm. As of this moment. As of right now. Done. <laughs> it's hurtful. Like yeah. especially. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and like uh, since the pandemic started, like. Uh, and I did that thriller video where I got a lot of negative mm-hmm. comments. I'm like, I have nothing to lose. Let me just freaking be me. Just right. go for yeah, it. Just yeah. go for it. And even like the merch that I launched, I don't know if you guys got a chance yeah, to like check it out. So. You yeah, know, it's got your face on. Oh it. my! I was gonna wear that today actually. But I'm like, you know, let me wear these red ones. They'll look good on camera. <laughs> but it's just like trying to be myself. And some people are like, she's on acid. She's on drugs. This is crazy. She yeah. needs she needs a psychiatrist. It's and, uh, all people that don't you know? know you. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But it's okay. I like it because it's like, you know, we're all okay, not to get a little uh philosophical, like we're all it. children of God, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're all beautiful. And right. why do we have to be one specific way to be accepted in society? Yeah. So I'm just trying to like break those boundaries. That's it. But do yeah. you find that reading the comments had an effect on you? Yeah, because it made me question what I'm doing and if I'm good enough or if I'm right or wrong. And you think still reading it is okay? Like instead of just no. avoiding it? Uh, I think, I don't know. I think you can't avoid it because sometimes what if you see it? Like if you op- when I open my phone, I'll be like, oh, negative comment. Right. Uh-huh. So if I try to dodge something or avoid it, I'm resisting it mm, rather than, too, yeah. Right? And yeah. then it kind of just like it stays there and it lingers Surprise, there. Yeah. So, oh, that person thinks that I suck or whatever. That's their opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I love what I do. And I don't need, like, somebody's validation, you know. Especially through that platform. You've, yeah. you've already more than proven yourself. Exactly. You continue to do that I every day. I appreciate that. You're outplaying, outperforming Dang. almost everybody, right? So, ah, man. listen, if you guys have something negative to say to Sarah, <laughs> you to email us. us. Yeah, and we'll deal <laughs> with you. deal with you. Bad no problem. Yeah. This. That's too funny. Oh, man, I hung out with Jay Martin. I was yeah, just look at going, it's crazy, man. <laughs> man, that's funny. You got this, Sarah. Um, Thank you. What's the best email or phone call that you've ever received? Ooh, I need to think about that. Second to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was obviously. gonna say that this is number one. <laughs> that was assumed. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's obvious. And number two. Um, I have to oh my god, the best phone call. Miss Cleo? Who? Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> you might be too young. You might be too young for Miss Cleo. Wow. Miss Cleo? Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's Miss Cleo? She was, was she a, a Jamaica, fortune? fake Jamaican yeah. psychic. psychic. And she'd like... Yeah. Oh, on TV in Toronto. Yeah. It was local. Yeah, yeah. she was. And people would call in and ask... Wonder, she must be on YouTube. For, well, uh, yeah, for like their fortune. And she would... Yeah, and she wasn't Jamaican? No, that accent was horrific. Maybe you could do oh, a drum no. video to Miss Cleo. Okay, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> we can, we can chop it up. We can figure it out. <laughs> Maybe we can do it today. Let's do it. I'm dead serious. Okay, you find the video and we'll do it today. Okay, done. All right. Call no. <laughs> Who's been the fa- oh your f- most favorite artist to play with? Oh, oh um, I guess question. that might put you in a bad situation. Do you want me to remind you? Or some <laughs> of your favorite. Name some. some you have to name so one. So many, man. Yeah. I can imagine. Oh, man. I should have come prepared. I know. Oh, you played with Rich Brown, too. What did you yeah. play with Rich Brown? Okay, you know what? Okay, let me say. So when I played with Rich Brown and Mark Latiri, who's from Snarky Puppy, okay. we mm-hmm. played at Hughes Room two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of my favorite gigs that I've ever done. Cause like Mark sent us the music. Obviously, we had no rehearsal. We just like did sound check and we played. Wow. But it was kind of like know the music and do your thing. And mm. I felt like us three we were so locked into the moment. It felt yeah. like amazing. Nice. Magic. Oh, actually, wait. Oh, another one. Okay. Okay. okay now things are popping up. <laughs> okay. So at the Colbert show, um, I played with Tegan, uh, Stephen Colbert show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really yeah, nice show. And then 
that was like one year ago or something, and that was with Tegan wow, and Sarah. Wow, that was a year? I know. Oh, well, I'm losing track of time. Crazy. But yeah. no, recently was oh. Seth Meyers. You're probably thinking about that. Uh, maybe. No, maybe. I'm, I'm thinking of Colbert. You're thinking of Colbert? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just, I stopped understanding time, time at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun because I was with like the Canadian like sensations, Tegan and Sarah. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of rock pop. Mm. And so what was so cool was that, you know, we went into the setup and they're like, you know, Sarah, there was like a stylist. So I'm like, yeah, Tegan and Sarah over there. And I'm like, oh, they want to like put something on me. I'm like, oh, cool. They care. I'm like, okay. And then they started setting up the stage and I'm thinking like, you know, I'll be put in the corner and under like black curtains or something. (laughs) Yeah, you know. And then after, um, they started like moving the drum riser forward and I'm like, oh, this is fancy. Then I could, then when I watched it back, like, I'm like center stage and like they had the camera on me and like John Baptiste is like right there watching me and like, (laughs) that was like, that was my, yeah, one of my favorite yeah. performances too. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It must be really kind of irritating to start getting notoriety like this, and then the pandemic happens. Yeah. You know what? But still virtual, right? You're I, still blowing up, but you really started yeah. to blow up, like touring and everything. But you know what? I'm so you're right, and like what I'm so grateful for is that like I feel like I've changed my perspective. Mm. Like I feel like when I come out of the pandemic, I'm not going to be what I used to be in terms of mindset. So I'll tell you why. I, I don't think many yeah. should. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, though. that's great. Oh yeah, like so for me. Before the pandemic, it was just go, go. And I was going to go on tour for two months. Same-sies. Like, we were in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. We were, no, no. We were in L.A. Yeah. We were on, like, day two of rehearsal, and then oh, I had man. to come home. And Ugh. I'm actually grateful that I didn't go on the tour because then I realized that I don't just want to be a musician anymore. I feel like I've always had a dream of like being at the front of the stage since I was a kid. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. I was the host of different shows. I did plays here and there. Um, I love like comedy, talking to people and I loved being an artist and I feel like I have that in me. So I'm like, let's start developing that side. So I feel like as soon as the pandemic's over, I'm working on music, Mm. but it's like jazzy, music nerd e okay drum heavy e but like mm-hmm. like you know my mom who's like tone deaf can be like oh this is nice right, <laughs> you know right, so right, like kind right. of yeah. appeals to everybody yeah, yeah. so like when i come out of the pandemic i want to you know become more of an artist and also play music as a musician but with like selective right you know yeah so singing heavy are you gonna sing Sing, yeah, but I'm not like, you know, like, no, like Jasmine Sullivan or anything. Right, like that. Right. I mean, like, I'll I've just sing like a do, hook here and there. I've only heard you do Everybody Wants to Rule the World. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know oh, how God. much? <laughs> do you know how much trouble I got for that video? Oh, my God. She got a lot of trouble for this So, what video. she was doing is she was playing polyrhythms on top of tears for fears as everybody wants to rule the world. And she was doing really crazy things. And she was singing on top of it just so you understand what's happening because it was like odd time signatures and just weird right, things right, right. all in time just confusing so she was just saying the words and kind of like sneezing them out into the mic what kind of trouble did you get into she's uh, tone deaf she needs to stick to the drums oh, she needs boy. to take singing lessons she butchered the song like on my oh, facebook gosh. it got like seven hundred thousand views mm-hmm. on my instagram i think it got like twenty five thousand like like it went like completely viral huh. but it's like I just think it was funny. Yeah, like, people not understanding that they what you're doing it. is even more yeah, complicated yeah, than yeah. not doing it. And it's like, I wasn't trying to <laughs> wear a C. Nah, we're just like having a fun time. But yeah. anyway, it was fun. Yeah. That's dope. I think we're going to have you back to co-host with us. Um, yeah. Hey, listen, man. I'm ready anytime. You Who's our dream guest? Who do, we yeah. gotta, who do we got to get to call you back for that? We'll make it happen. Oh, I need to think about Eventually. this. What's the Larnell? 
Ooh, what if we got or hey, Sheila E? What if we got you. Sheila E on the podcast? We should get Sheila Can E. Can you get a Sheila E on the podcast? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say yes. What if joking. I get in trouble? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm with Larnell, I've asked him every question you can ask him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, actually yeah, had I him follow. on. We, uh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to too. stalk him. Like literally, <laughs> you could ask him this. Seriously. Literally stalked him. Can you hit somebody to walk him at night? He used to walk me to my car because I was the last one. I would wait until four in the morning. So when his band played for the first time in 2000 and 2000 and Puppy? No, like his own band. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, like at the Rex, they played in 2015 or 14. Mm. I arrived at 4 p.m. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to play at 9 p.m. I brought my sister. I said, you have to keep quiet and we're going to sit in the front and we're wow. going to wait until they start. And I didn't leave until 4. And that was how I found, like I would stalk him everywhere. And he was like, any questions? I'm like, of course I have questions. And I'll keep <laughs> asking him questions what and stuff. Guy, though. Wow. He, he's, in a, he's been one of like the biggest influences in my life for drumming. Like wow. hands down. Like he's one of the reasons I am with Yamaha and like yeah, yeah. a lot of things. And he changed uh, my perspective on a lot of things because coming from the Indian background, I love percussion. Mm-hmm. And the way he plays is a very, from a percussive mindset as well. Yeah. But he has that like swag with the back because he comes from the gospel, right? right? right, right, right and right. obviously like all the greatest musicians around the world come from gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, they come from, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had that. And so he really encouraged me by just doing him to get into embracing your roots but then, like, get, playing in church. And one, he's one of the reasons I played in church because I saw him playing, like, those drum day videos with Sam Williams. Right, right. Okay. And I was like, what is this Otis and Adrian, all these yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. drummers here? So anyway, amazing guy. And all those Adrian, Otis, everyone's, like, crazy amazing. Yeah, yeah a couple more guys we could definitely have to talk to. Yeah, drummers, have you heard of them? Are you familiar with Otis Williams, Adrian Bent? Adrian Bent, yes. Otis okay, Williams, okay. Yeah. Okay. Name more names and I'll say yes or no. This is how yes, the podcast yes. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You name names. We'll just yes a couple yes. drummers. No, no, yes. <laughs> Matt's also a drummer, so I just. Tariq, I'm gonna put you in the other I room. I know. I'm horrible. Um, <laughs> keeps punching the mic stand like he owes you money. Or oh no! <laughs> Do you have any dream companies? Are you working? You might be working with your dream companies already, but are there any more on your list? You are mean you allowed drum, to say? drum companies? Dream or? drum. Dream drum companies. I feel like I'm Drum already dreams. with like all the dream companies. I feel like that's probably the best answer. Yeah. Can you name it for us? You said Yamaha. Yeah, Yamaha, uh, Zildjian, mm-hmm. Vic Firth, mm-hmm. Remo. Recent switch. So actually. basically, all of the yeah, companies yeah, that company. make all the drum things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the drum things. And wow. also yeah. Fender and. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Prologix, like they make practice patch, which is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then 64 mm-hmm. audio in ears. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's right. like sensory percussion. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's like you put sensors on your drums. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's, it's yeah. crazy stuff. I have like a video. Those are triggers or something else? I, like triggers is not a name that like gives it value, but it's it's yeah. triggers. But it's way more. It's not just the sound. It's like even if you scrape the head of the drum, you hear a different sound. It's oh, like okay. so sensitive. Interesting. So it's crazy. And I think that's mm-hmm. our, have some yeah. Fun with those one day. Oh my god, yeah. And like I switched to Remo oh. very recently, actually. Oh really? Oh, I was Evans for like five years. Yeah. But then I had a I had so recording from home, you really hear your drums. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like. What? Why does it sound like that? I'm like, it sounds so but but. And then Ooh, I had an ambassador. Yeah, like I, ha- I know. Oh well. You said we can say we can talk about whatever. <laughs> whatever we want. This is our show. And the Evans people have been like family. They've been so amazing to me. But it got yeah. to a point where I put the ambassador on my snare, and I'm like, I can't go back. Like mm. I'm like, this sounds crazy. And then. I felt like I was like cheating. Like it felt like like I'm in like in a relationship and I'm using Remo heads and putting tape on them and saying I'm with Evans and I'm like right. I, I gotta come oh, clean gotcha. and it just got to a point where <laughs> yeah like every time I played the drums I started cringing I couldn't play my drums anymore wow. and I had Voted to change my drum heads. Oh Only my god! Way to go. Oh my god! Yeah. 
Yeah. What, what for someone that's not too familiar? What are some of the benefits for a musician to get a sponsor? Is it just free equipment, or is it? What are some of the other benefits that come with getting a, a sponsor? Question. Yeah. So for me, endorsements were never about free equipment. Okay. And I always tell people, don't think about free equipment. Right. That's um, what I associated. Yeah. No, everybody does, reason. and you're right. Like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. artists get discounts for sure. I don't know about free anymore. Okay. Because. The climate has changed. Too many artists and things are... It's not what it used to be 100%. Gotcha. But endorsements, if you want an endorsement, what can you offer them and Mm. what can they offer you? It has to be a give-and-take relationship. relationship. Yeah, sure. And that's how I thought about it from the beginning. They help you, I help them. It's partnership. It's It's partnership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a good business right there. Yeah. So So you you endorse them as much as they endorse you. 100%. Yeah. 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 It's not more. Yeah. Like, if they send me a symbol... Um, I'll go on tour with it. I'll take pictures and videos with it. Right. You know, right. if you like it. If yeah. I like it. Like even the cla- is clap sack? Do you see I was using the clap what sack? What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, clap sack. She hey. pointed right at you. <laughs> clap sack? Because you're a drummer. <laughs> is that you? A clap sack? Yeah. That's Wait, you're a drummer, right? I am, yes. Yeah. Okay, have you seen the clap sack on my videos? Clap sack? Have you seen Are like you saying stack? Stack. Okay. Wait, what? Clap, clap sack? stack. I thought you were saying clap sack. Like, have you seen like that pancake looking okay, symbol? Okay. Yes, that's a little warped. Yeah. Okay. So that's called clap stack. So okay. basically, oh, okay. for my non drummer buddies, yeah. so it's like basically like symbols that are stacked on top of each other. Yeah. And Istanbul, another uh, symbol company, was the pioneer of that uh, line of symbols. And, okay. and Zildjian made an amazing prototype and they sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And the amount of talk that went around after I posted like a couple of videos, people were telling me from Zildjian that they're getting so many requests of a product that's not even released and that's oh, just wow. been posted on Instagram. Because right. only two drummers at the time had it, me and Thomas Pridgen. That's oh. it. That's huge. Wow. Yeah. And now like a couple of our other drummers have it and stuff. But anyway, it goes back to saying in terms of endorsements, like you got to help them, they help you. And Especially, have, have they talked, I don't know if you can tell us with NDAs, yeah. but has there been any talk about you going in and designing your own symbol? Ooh. Wow, that was a... Because eventually that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a big one. We will talk about this <laughs> after the podcast. Can I confirm or deny these rumors? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know right now. <laughs> um, we're going to get you to drop some words of wisdom for young musicians or old musicians, people coming up, doing their thing, but super fan... Clapsack, do you have any questions for us? I have a lot of questions. It's a unique name. Yeah, well, like a, one or two. These, when you leave, these two guys are going to call me Clapsack for the rest <laughs> of my life. Hey, that's a compliment. Yeah. It's coming from. Okay. Yeah, it's a skill yeah, only I have. Huge. Um, oh, God. So, <laughs> the, one of the, my favorite, you okay? One of my favorite things um, about. Shows compassion? I mean, you, you know, Dariki, that I'm into modular things yep. and setting things up my own way. And, and drums are one of the only instruments. Like, if you play piano, that's too bad. You can't change anything about your keys. They go, you know, from low to high. And that's about with drums. You can move things around and change. And whether you're right-handed or left-handed, whatever dominance you have in the way you play, you can just by switching where your drums are and play the exact same thing, you're getting completely different results. How can you t- talk a bit about your setup compared to a standard setup and what kind of changes you make to it? 100%. So for me, my setup is always changing. Mm -hmm. I would say like after two weeks, I'm not, I'm tired of this. Not that I'm tired of it, but I feel like I've moved on. Mm -hmm. Like usually my comfortable is like, you know, my three times 10, 12, 14. I used to have 10, 12, 16, but I Mm -hmm. felt like the 16... 
Help uh, non-drummers. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So. Like, so what's a 16? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. So with Tom's, Tom's have sizes in inches, right? Yeah. So yep. You have like the 10 and 12 and 14 are like the standard sizes of Tom's, Got like the two okay. rack and then the floor. Right, right. And then if I say 16, that's like the biggest Tom mm, usually. Right. And then there's like the eight, which is like really tiny. And I have usually that one at the top. But usually I love having at least three Tom's. And then if I'm feeling funky, I like my eight. And I put the eight small Tom right in between of my rack Tom's. And then I like to I like to mess around. Um, it's just with like what you're hearing and who you're listening to in the moment. Like if I'm listening to a lot of Billy Cobham, I'm putting like my crash symbol like in between of my my rack symbols. That's what I have right now. I've been listening to a lot of like Mark Juliana and stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like one thing that and like my snare and my kick like playing like different rhythms against that. So mm-hmm. now I have like a, a stack there. So I think it just depends where I am musically. I change things up, but I would say mainly at least the three toms stay, but everything else changes. So that's how I approach my setup. And in terms of symbols. I love dry symbols. What is what is a dry symbol? A dry symbols means that it's not as washy. So when you hit it, it cuts out. Uh, Instead of going, right, right, yeah. okay. And I think of like symbols as kind of like accents and, and a part of like my language rather than fill chorus, which is nothing wrong with that. Depends on the session that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I love my hi hats to be very, t- t- and so because I love playing like my left foot a lot on the hi hat with mm-hmm. my foot. So you can hear the crunch. So I love 13 hi-hats. Like they're more smaller. Like 14s mm-hmm. are like the conventional usually size hi-hats. But I like 13s. And then mm-hmm. I like, um, I have the K hybrid, a K hybrid custom hi-hat. And it's like the golden bell in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I found out this yesterday. I was having so much fun. So I put that at the bottom. And this hi-hat has like waves like... So it's, it's, it's a little crunchy, okay. and I put an A custom on top. So mm-hmm. you have the brilliant as it's a shiny symbol on top, and then more of a raw symbol at the bottom. I'm just having so much fun. Hey, now now we're just getting like gear heavy, but it's fun. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. This is good. 13 inch hi hats are my favorite hi hats to use. Love it. Yeah. That, that makes a, a lot of sense. That was a long answer. If you think That's of what a hi hat is, if you, if you think of um, chaos, man, I used to be. Yeah. Boom, boom. That open sound. Yeah. That's a big fat hi hat, and you're talking about the opposite, small and. And the big hi hats have been so trendy, sounds. like. Yeah, like, like crash symbols. Sixteen crash symbols, and I was experimenting with that, like eighteen inch hi hats. Like I took uh-huh. my two uh, eight custom hi hats. Like imagine mm-hmm. your symbol and you put that on your hi hat. Yeah, yeah, it's not crazy, like, but I found there's not enough for me. Yeah, I need more of that. Which is the sound effects here becoming? I'm sure it's been trendy. Trendy. It's been a thing that jazz musicians and and just professional musicians have been doing for a while, but now big like quick hat fills have sort of been coming in from trap and everything's kind of joining. So now fast high hats are really it's really a thing. Really important. Yeah. Yeah. I like you're like the queen of that. (laughs) I love it. I got eighteens on my car. No, you don't. Yeah, you really (laughs) 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 like (laughs) fourteens. He's a bass player. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to fit back in. Hey, Anthony, oh. do you know what the job is of a bass player? Oh, I forgot that this, oh, this is a drummer. Let's cut to a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> to translate to the drummer. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was dissing you, and then I remembered the joke. Is yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> here we are as partners. <laughs> so Not funny. anymore. Finger and foot, and now it's, you know what? I just complimented you. Yeah, well, you didn't Accidentally. want to. <laughs> you didn't want to. <laughs> I believe when favor is on your life, 
favor just comes to you. Even if try, people try to shut you down, shoot you down. You know this, Sarah. You guys are so funny. They try and they can't. Yeah, they can't. right what, back to like, you. This is brotherhood, though, right? Like you tease each other, but it's all love. Teasing. It's all it's love. love. He pulls on my hair. Yeah. <laughs> it must hurt real bad. <laughs> Sarah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I would love to continue chatting, but we definitely yeah. want you to play some drums. Yeah. Yay. And uh, we'll definitely do this again. Yes. We'll have you back. We'll co-host. Yes. We'll do something. Let's do it. Um, shout out your socials. Yeah. yeah. Let people who are under a rock know how to find you. Yeah. So everything at Sarah T. Drum Guru. And yeah, you can find me everywhere. My Where's mom came up with it. Oh, okay. So it's when, like, when I was starting my YouTube channel in 2009, um, she's like, we were all thinking of names, Sarah T's. And I'm like, my, my last name's kind of like boring and like it's hard to pronounce sometimes. Right. So there's a term in Indian language called Desi. And Desi means like Indian girl. So my mom's like, mm. Sarah, Desi girl. I'm like, what? Like that's, what if like someone's like not like Indian? They'll be like, what yeah. is Desi? Yeah, Desi? Yeah. Like you can't even pronounce it properly. Yeah. So then after mm-hmm. my friends at school started saying, yo, drum guru, what's up? She's the guru oh. of drums. And it started just becoming a thing. I'm like, all right, Sarah T drum guru. Boom. And yeah. Real there you thing. go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining really us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. pleasure. It was amazing. My absolute pleasure. We're going to get to watch you play in real life right now. And yeah. we'll post a video, too, if you guys behave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very exciting. Very exciting. And what's, yeah. what are we doing? What's that? What? That, what? that show? Which one? The, the Cree? Cree? What was it? The thing with the Toronto local, the, the show? Remember? Remember? We said we we're going to make a video for, out of it? Oh, Wait. Oh, oh no. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Cleo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, like, that. that's like the Cleo. Cleo. Yeah, like, Airwaves podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's what I thought she was We doing. gotta do that. I'm ready. I'm okay. pumped. We'll right yeah, yeah, let's, call do, let's do it. Call me now. Call me now. Bye, everyone. Call me now. Bye. You have questions. I have the answers. You have questions. I have answers. Who asked you to go out of town? The stupid young one or the married one? The married one. That's what me thought. That, that, that's what me thought. Booty call. Don't go. Don't go. You hear me? 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 I will teach as a shaman and help those who seek the knowledge. Don't make me take you to church, young man. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.